What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer coming at you today with leading from the middle of the pack. And today I'm super stoked to be here, and we are going to be talking a lot about like changing culture within your company. Now, everybody talks about culture change, but nobody actually gets it done. And so uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about like how I view changing culture within a company and why company culture is so important, and how like your culture in general is so important. So let's break to the theme song. We'll be right back in just a minute. The big question is this, how are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the middle of the pack. Sweet. So glad you guys are still here today. We're going to be chatting a little bit about culture. Um, one of the things that I just want to start with is like, if you guys have been liking this stuff, if you've been liking our content and stuff like that, I really would like you to share these episodes as you come to them. And um, also the, the second thing is, is that don't be afraid to follow them and download them and that kind of stuff. We would really appreciate that. And it means a lot to me. And then leave comments and uh, I've got something really special at the end of this that I want to want to ask you guys to do, and I want to ask you for and offer you. And so, just stick around to the end, listen to this one. I think it's gonna be really fun to do. I'm I'm really looking forward to talking about um, culture change and like how to change culture. And so, first off, I want to start with the fact that changing culture isn't going to be easy. And now, if you think it's gonna be easy, um, you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've I've helped. I don't know how many companies now change culture and, and change their culture and kind of change what they're doing and how they act and how they react and the leadership all the way down to the the people on the ground to the middle management everywhere in between there. I've helped a lot of different companies change their culture. And the first thing that I get out of everybody after we after we get together and we start talking is they go, well, I really thought this was going to be a lot easier. No, changing culture is really, really hard because you've already started with a culture that's toxic or you already have a toxic culture or you're moving into a toxic culture. And what do I mean by toxic? Like, let's talk a little bit about that. What is toxic? Toxic is anything that you don't want. Like, think think about it. If you put a toxin in your body, it's something you don't want in your body, right? A toxin is anything that you don't want. So within culture, it could be a toxic culture of coming in late or it could be a culture of being too hard or being too lenient. Or um, it might be a culture of like not caring or a culture of being only money driven. Like there's a million different types of culture that you could have and a different toxins that could come in. And each of those toxins is just something that you don't want. And so the best way to go through and change culture is not to talk about what you want but talk about what you want and what you don't want within your company, within within what you're dealing with. And that's one of the biggest things that that everybody struggles with because, you know, when th- think so okay. Let's let's think about this for a second. Let's say that I ask you to name everything that you want in the perfect spouse. What would you name? You'd probably be like, "Yeah, well, for, you know, I'll just go through like mine. Like, let's just say that it's me. It's just a guy talking here, okay? So let's say, yep, so I really want her to be extra nice to me. I want her to be attractive. I want her to be loving. 
I'm a very physical touch guy, so I want her to want to hold my hand, to want to rub my back, to want to want to be around me, to want to touch me. I want to be able to have great conversations with her. I want her to be good in the sack, right? Like, that's important. <laughs> I mean, we could practice. I mean, there's some things like that you can work on, right? Um, I want her to be understanding. I want her to be a good mother. I want her to be a good partner. I want her to be supportive. I want her to be, whenever I come home with something super crazy, then I'm like, hey, I want to go try this. I want her to be like, yeah, let's do it. So when I say, hey, let's buy a plane, she goes, yes. How big are we going to buy? And not like, oh, I don't know. Could we do that? I don't know if we can do that, right? So like, that's those, those are some of the things I look for in a partner. Now, notice I've been practiced at this for a while, so I can name off a lot of things that I want right? But most of the time, we're really good at naming off what we don't want. So like, what don't you want a partner? Well, I don't want a partner that fights with me. Well, I don't want one that is a cover hog. I don't want one that's um, not, that I'm not attracted to. I don't want one that is messy. I don't want one that leaves, that squeezes the toothpaste tube from the middle, like, ugh. I don't want one that never cleans anything. I don't want one that doesn't know how to load the dishwasher or doesn't like washing dishes or doesn't want kids or doesn't want this. Do you see how, how quickly you can snowball into what you don't want? So so while it's when you're talking about your company culture, first off, you need to talk about what you want, right? And then you got to talk about what you don't want. And then you got to talk a little bit more about what you want. So you got to make a sandwich out of it. Now, I recommend not just talking about it, but actually like writing these down. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, this is the exercise that I that I give everybody to do. So if you're gonna pay me, you know, fifty thousand dollars to come in and, and help change your company culture for a day, that's what we're making right now. And some people are like, oh my god, that's so much. And some people are like, oh my gosh, that's you're so undercharging for what you're doing. Um, but the the truth is is like this is this is the this is what I'm going to tell you to do. If you hired me for a day to come in and consult with you, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it's going to take to do it. And I'm going to tell you, write down everything you want in your company. Everything you want out of it. All the leadership team does this. Then everything you don't want, make a list. Type it. Write it by hand. I don't care however you do it, but do it. And then make a list of what you want that you haven't already named. Because as you list things you don't want, you will come up with more things that you want. Now, when you get done, your list of what you want needs to be twice as long as a list of what you don't want. And the reason for this is there's a subconscious, there's a psychological reason to this. I know, who thought that Dan Greer would be into psychology, but there is so much psychology going on in my head right now, it's unreal. It's so cool, I'm so excited about it. Anyways, my point is, is there's psychology in this. It needs to be twice, your list of what you do want needs to be twice as long as what you don't want. Now, the psychology behind this is, is that you need to be excited when you come across what you want. Because when you see what you don't want, it's it's not, a, a do, your body doesn't give you any dopamine. It gives you actually the exact opposite of that. Now when you get excited and, and like somebody gives you a high five, it gives you a dopamine rush. It, it gets you going. It's like coming onto a song that you love gives you this huge dopamine rush. And so first thing that you're gonna do to create culture is, is you're gonna list what you want, what you don't want, and what you want. And your list of what you want needs to be how long? Twice as long as the list of what you do want. No, no, but scratch that. No, that's wrong. The list of what you do want needs to be twice as long as the list of what you don't want. Now, that's the first step to changing your culture, and you have to figure out what you want. We have to set a goal, okay? We have to say, this is what we want. This is how we're going to get there, okay? Now, 
This next thing that I want you to do is going to be a little bit more awkward, but but you're going to enjoy this in the end. I promise you, if you actually do this after we get done with this podcast, you will absolutely love this whenever you get done with it. I want you to sit down and I want you to write a story of your future vision for your company um, or your organization or your group. Now, this culture change works for everybody. It, it works no matter where you're at, even for your house. If you're if you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, if you're if you whatever, if you go to work every freaking day, I don't care if you own your own company. I don't care if you're trying to change the culture of your house because our home cultures are toxic as well. Um, we this is this is what I have everybody do. I want you to write a vision, a future vision of what you want to see right now this future vision mine is two pages long i update it every year and i don't go through and rewrite it every year i update it because it allows me to see it and and to know what i'm doing so so i'm gonna read you guys my future vision right now this is gonna be super deep super um vulnerable so like don't make fun of me too much for reading this to you so the vision that i wrote um a year ago i'm just getting ready to rewrite it now actually i'm gonna rework it next week it says that um, Jenna and I are still happy married. We no longer have any negative words to say to each other. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> simply positive ones. That's a good goal, right? But it's going to happen someday. As a couple, we lift each other up in our children. We have helped each other and our children get out, get on their feet, move in the direction that God has guided them to go, even if we don't love the direction they're moving. This doesn't mean that we give our children what they want or that they sponge off of us. Instead, it means that we have given them the opportunities that will help them to grow. We now get the opportunity to travel with them, as we both like to go on our private jet to places that we could that we, to places that we could have only dreamed of a few years ago. Our companies are thriving. We have amazing COOs, and each of our companies has named God as their CEO. We have started a new trend within the Christian entrepreneur world of not having a CEO, but instead allowing God to hold that position. Then we come to prayer multiple times a day to ask where He needs us to go. We are simply his stewards and tend, tend to what he has given us. The companies in total make over $10 billion annually, and that allows us to give back even more to our communities than we ever have. Our employees love working for us simply because we care about them. We offer amazing benefits, not just the typical ones, but also the important ones, like personal growth time. Um, we encourage our employees to take one hour of personal growth time every week and a half hour of healthy growth time um, to learn how to eat better every single day we do not have anyone who is a salesperson instead we have client experience professionals because we know how important it is to keep great customers not just get more customers for the last career opportunity we posted we had over a thousand applicants without any advertising and this was the norm for our companies people know our career and they want to work with us notice it doesn't say for us for our we are hosting live events multiple times a year, and those events bring in tens of thousands of people from around the world. Some of those events include mastering leadership, mastering marketing, mastering DOT and safety, mastering HR, mastering training, a trucking show, show off your rig, and so much more. We are now telling, we are not telling anyone, we are not selling anything. Instead, we are serving. We serve our clients and potential clients with so much, including free knowledge offered every day throughout multiple platforms which we repurpose. We have grown our following to over 500 million professionals around the world. Through God First, we have given more than 10 million Bibles and provided more than 10,000 scholarships to events. These events are for religious leaders and are also hosting super events for Christians. Those are filled with Christian entrepreneurs who want to grow their business and know 
that they need to keep God in every aspect of their life. God First has hosted countless youth nights across the nation and has been in over 10 missions to help those in need. We have co-partnered, affiliated with several other nonprofits, and are now doing great things across the world. Together we have raised over $10 billion for God First and have other nonprofits. We continue to live life knowing that God is in control and that he has a plan for us. We hope that we, we, hope that we, living, we, hope that we are living up to his expectations and we are listening to him. Jenna is killing it as a financial world of investment. She's killing it in the financial world of investment and has started a new program for Christian moms who want to make sure their kids have more than they had when getting started. Her movement has changed over 100,000 lives already and is still growing. Its affordability is what makes it such a great thing for her. She has truly found her passion besides being a mom and a grandmother. Dan has authored five books and is writing another one right now. A few of the topics include... Why making the CEOs of your company is the best thing you could do. Why making God the CEO of your company is the best thing you could do. How we got over 10,000 applicants for our last opening without any advertising. Choreographing events, the art, the lost art, and why it's so important. Keeping God in every aspect of your life, even when it gets harder and harder. He has multiple books that have been bestsellers and has been awarded numerous awards throughout the world for his passion to help others while keeping God at the front of his life. Worldly possessions do not matter, but recently Dan and Jenna were able to acquire several several estates that were dear to their hearts. It was a blessing the day they purchased these properties so they wouldn't be sold out of their family's name. They do not have they do have several homes around the world and have since and have since become close friends with several people in the world who do not even who they don't even know yet, but have extreme influence in different sectors. We continue to give every aspect of our lives to God every day. We pray together and live life in the way that we hope that can make make the Lord happy. God is great all the time. All the time. God is great. So like that's that's my actual future vision. Is that right there? I just read it to you and I know that it's a little bumpy as I read it and it's been a while since I've read it but that's why I'm rewriting it this year is because I created a future vision for us and that's how I steer the culture of not only our companies but of me personally and like that future vision for your company can be a little bit different. It can be the same. It can be my recommendation is your family future vision and your company one should be different, but your personal vision should tie both those together, especially if you're the leader of a company or if you're in that role. And so that's, that's kind of where I'm going with that is that you've got to, you've got to like, number one, create that list of what you want in your culture. Number two, write a vision of where you want to be. Like if your vision is to be this world-class business, then, then you need to build that vision and you need to live that vision and you need to see it. And when, when I read that vision to you, I saw every paragraph, every line of that vision exactly the same as when I wrote it. Like, I can see us stepping up onto our jet. I can see us standing on stages in front of tens of thousands of people in, in stadiums. I can see us having our own event center that, that is built, that's shaped like a truck. You know what I mean? Like, I can see so many fun things that are going on in our lives. And, and those are, like... You're sitting there, like, I guarantee you, there's somebody out there that's going, that, that just lost interest. They're like, man, Dan only cares about personal stuff. He only cares about worldly items. No, that's bullcrap, right? Like, I, I care a lot more about that. This whole thing was about service. And if that's what you see, then you you care about worldly items. And you're upset that I can think bigger than you. I I, I mean, not like calling anybody out or anything like that, but that's that's my opinion on it, right? Like, worldly items are worldly items. They, they are what they are. Money makes the world go round. It, it greases the wheels to make things happen, right? And so being okay, it's okay to like money. It's okay to want to go after money, right? And so that can be part of your culture as well is to, is to be customer-driven, 
right? But to still have money like in the back thought, to never actually lose sight of the funds or the finances of the company. And so that's that's one of our big visions is to be, and our, our big cultures is to be not necessarily driven by the dollar, but driven by the customer service, knowing that the dollar will be provided when it needs to be. And so far, we've never laxed. We've never went without. It's been phenomenal. We've been blessed our entire time. And so that's that's like my opinion. So the first thing is create a list, what you want, what you don't want. The next thing is to write your vision out, where, where you want it to be. If you truly want to change culture, you need to write a vision out. So a vision you can see. Make it a story. Make it good. Right? Don't make it so... Don't make it so unrealistic that you can't do it. You need to be able to see it. Like, I can see everything that I just read to you, which sounds crazy to some of you. I guarantee you're sitting there and you're like, giving out $10 billion? Are you serious to charity? I didn't say it was all going to happen in a year, right? That's a cumulative, but that's a great goal to have. That's a great culture to set. All right, so the next thing after you've done that is, is to remind yourself and to remind your people around you of the culture you're changing. So you have to broadcast it to the world. Now, you do two things when you broadcast your culture to the world. Number one, you're making yourself accountable for what's going on. Because whenever you come in and you say, okay, I'm going to do this, and you say it to yourself in your head, and you don't do it, what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. Nobody holds you accountable. Nobody says, hey, why didn't you do this? Nobody does anything. Nothing happens. But whenever I go out there and I go on social media and I say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and I don't do it in a year, I'm actually held accountable by other people, but more by myself. Because I'm sitting there going, oh man, I said I was going to do this, and I didn't actually even move toward that goal. Oh, and I get all like hunched over. Like if you could see me, I kind of look like the hunchback of Notre Dame right now just saying that because I'm thinking about how much I failed myself. Now, if I don't put it out there to the world, if I don't tell the world what I'm doing, nobody else can help support me either. They can't support me. They can't call me stupid for what's going on. They just can't do it because they don't know what's going on. They don't know what we built. They don't know what we're after. They don't know what we're trying to do. And so that's the thing. Like That's what we got to remember. That's what we got to think about is that, is that when we, when we proclaim it to the world, we're actually giving ourselves accountability and it's self-accountability more than anything else. So we want, we want to tell the world, about our culture change. And and I'm not saying you gotta tell everybody, but you gotta tell at least one or two people. And if you're trying to change the culture of a company, then you need to tell the people that are in there. If you're trying to change the culture of an organization, then you need to tell that organization what your culture change is and what your dream is, because guess what? There's gonna be people that think that dream should happen today. And that's not the way it's gonna happen. So you gotta let them know this isn't gonna to happen today. Like that's the second part of this of this third step is is to is to let them know that yes, this is where we want to go, but we're not here yet. We're way back here in the starting line and we've got to move all this way forward. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do these steps to get there. And that's that's step four, is create actionable items to start changing that culture, to start moving forward. Does this sound a lot like goal setting and accomplishing goals? Like that's really all culture change is, is making a goal and then working your way, progressing to it and creating a path for it. So, so first step, make the list. Do's and don'ts, what you like, what you don't like, what you want, what you don't want. Second step is write your vision. Third step is proclaim it publicly. Fourth step is what? What's the fourth step? I just said it. What is it? Start setting yourself small, actionable items. Don't make the first one a mile away or you'll never get to it, right? If you make the first one an inch and the second one two inches and the third one four inches and the next one eight inches and the next one 16 inches. I almost didn't do eight times eight or eight times two right 
and then the next one 32 inches and then the next one 64 inches and then all of a sudden if each of these little goals and you make them super accomplishable and super easy to hit to begin with then you start getting momentum right then as you get momentum then you start moving forward faster and faster and faster and faster and faster until all of a sudden you're doing those mile long goals those six mile goals there's 20 mile goals those hundred mile goals those thousand mile goals those to the moon and back goals you're doing them without even thinking about it and you're hitting them boom 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 because you have momentum right so that's the point of creating that actionable item list for how you're going to do it and how you're going to get there so so let's just take some culture here for a second let's talk a little bit about culture what kind of culture does everybody want in their company everybody wants a company that everybody wants to work for or an organization that everybody wants to join or wants to help with or wants to volunteer with right and so and so one of the things that I really that I really like within culture is is like the ability to give a culture of giving almost everybody loves to give I don't know of a single person that gives something to somebody who needs it and doesn't like it or I don't know of a single person who gives something to somebody who needs it and doesn't feel good about giving it to them now they don't, you don't have to tell the world you're giving it to them right but you feel really good when you give them something Think about the last time you gave somebody something. How did you feel? How did it make you feel? Did you feel good? Did you feel bad? If they enjoyed the gift, you loved it, right? So we all love to give. So a culture of giving is huge. So let's talk a little bit about that. So how do we how do we create a culture of giving? You don't know? Okay. So here's how I would start by creating a culture of giving. I would start by by giving small donations as I can so if I'm a small business and I can't give away very much money I can't do very much I might start by donating my time okay I'm gonna give you my semi truck for a float in the parade it's just a little bit of time it's a little bit of fuel it doesn't cost me more it doesn't cost me that much money I'm gonna let you use it decorate it go to town right you're good give it to you to, to do that with okay so that might be the first step of giving if that's too big for you maybe the first step is i'm going to give you 50 bucks to go toward this banner that you can put on the float right then the next step after that would be all right i'm going to give 100 bucks to this sports club so they can do this donation i don't need my name on anything the next step might be okay i'm going to give 500 dollars to the drama club at the high school to allow them to do their play and they're going to put my name in every single brochure and the next step might be all right i'm going to go buy um meals for people at thanksgiving or easter or christmas or hanukkah or freaking fourth of july like who cares when you do it right i'm gonna go spend five hundred dollars or thousand dollars on meals for people in our community and i'm gonna give it to them and then the next step might be all right i'm going to go donate this i'm going to donate a free course so somebody can go through our program and learn how to do this then the next step might be i'm going to donate a free certification program and the next step might be i'm going to do this and then and then this and then see how each step is progressively and easily getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger for giving all of a sudden you're giving away a hundred thousand dollars a year and you're getting 10 million dollars a year back in but you're giving it away to organizations that could really use it right so creating those small steps creates momentum. Then all of a sudden it's not hard to go buy $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, $15,000, $60,000. Like it can progress in whatever you want it to. But you've got to start with giving and you've got to give for the right reasons. Don't give so you get recognition for it. Give so that, give the gift of giving. I know that's a lot of gives in the same, in the same sentence, right? But if you give the gift of giving, 
you're actually truly giving from your heart. And that's a culture change right there, okay? So we've got lists of do's and don'ts, wants and don't wants, the future vision, public accountability, and then the fourth one was set small actionable items to get yourself some momentum and create a plan to move forward to get you to the end goal to change a culture where you want it. Now the last thing is constant pressure. And what do I mean by constant pressure? So so I was sitting there. Um, would it be all right if I told you guys this quick story? I know we're running a little late, but um, a little longer than normal. But would it be all right if I told you a quick story? Awesome. So I, I remember coming down and I I just got done changing the culture within a company. And the guy who told me this, his name is Isaiah. And Isaiah is somebody that I, man, he's a dear friend. I look up to Isaiah like nothing else. Super smart dude. The dude is wicked smart. And like, <laughs> Isaiah's just a dude I like hanging out with. Let's put it that way. I like Isaiah a lot. Um, and he's a dude that anybody can hang out with for the most part. Anyways, we said, he called me into his office and I sat down with him. And he's like, Dan, have you ever heard the parable about the about the rudder on the ship? And I was like, no. Because <laughs> I hadn't. I hadn't heard anything about it. And and uh, he didn't tell me it was a parable out of the Bible. He just said it was a parable. And he says, you know, you know what it takes to make lasting change? And I said, no, what does it take to make lasting change? He goes, constant, steady pressure. Okay? He says, you know what it takes to turn around a giant oil tanker or huge barge in the middle of the sea, an aircraft carrier, the biggest ship in the ocean? Do you know what it takes to turn that around? And I was like, um, I don't know. A rudder? He's like, yeah. And how big is the rudder compared to the boat? He's like, think about it. The rudder is one one hundredth or even one one thousandth the size of a boat. And sometimes some of these big boats have multiple rudders. Don't get me wrong, right? But he's like, it takes one small rudder with constant pressure that never gives up. It's relentless to turn everything around. And that one rudder, that one person can turn around the entire companies in no time at all. But if you turn too fast, what happens? You capsize, you tip over, you lose your whole load because you turn too fast, right? So it's not about how quick you can turn your culture around that makes a difference. It's about keeping slow, steady, constant pressure until you get heading in the direction you want to go. And there's going to be waves that come up and currents that come up that push you along in different directions. And what are you going to do? You keep constant pressure and you make small adjustments. And when you get off course, you recorrect. That right there, I learned that I learned that about 10 years ago now, it seems like. And that right there is probably the single most important piece of advice that I still use today. So I want to give Isaiah credit for that 100%. I found out later it comes from the Bible. I found a verse in the Bible that talks about it takes a small rudder to turn a big ship around. But he, he gave me so much insight and wisdom with that. Right, and so much credit too that I didn't even realize he was giving me credit for at the time. But but he's like, he was telling me the way I took it at least is he was telling me like you're the one thing that's created constant pressure that's positive that gets us to turn this around. Okay, and so I want to encourage everybody to be the rudder of their boat. I want to encourage you to be the rudder of change. I want to encourage you to be the rudder of culture change within your company, within your organization. Because that rudder, that rudder is just one person. It's one small thing. It's it can make a world of difference. You smiling every time somebody says hi or will will increase. Everybody else will smile. Guaranteed. 
Guarantee. If you walk into a meeting and you're smiling the whole time and you're happy and you're joking, by the end of the meeting, 90% of that meeting will be joking and having fun. If you walk in and you're super sober and everybody's super sober and everybody's pissed off at the world and nobody wants to be there and nobody's happy, what's going to happen? Everybody's going to be pissed off at the world. Everybody's going to be happy. Nobody's going to change. All it takes is one person to turn that around. One, one person can change everything as long as you never give up, as long as you keep moving forward. So those are the things that I want you to remember. Now, there's a lot more to culture, and I'm not here to pitch you on anything. I'm not here to tell you that. We're going to make a course on culture. I'm excited. I actually want to write a book on culture change. Ooh, did I just say that out loud? Oof, that is scary. Okay, but anyways, I think that would be fun um, to write like a whole leadership series on business and culture change and leading and, and like regulations and how to like lead from the middle of the pack and how to lead when you're not in charge. And like, I think that there's a whole bunch of books that I could write on that kind of stuff. It would be more than a trilogy. It's going to be like a library full. Ooh, that's scary to think about too. Anyways. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope that you learned a lot and I just want to recap one more time. So in order to change culture, the first five things that you need to do Yes, there's five. The first five things you need to do is number one, create a list of wants and don't wants. What you want in your culture, what you don't want in your culture. Twice as many wants as don't wants. Don't get caught up in the negative. Always be positive, all right? Number two, write that future vision. Take time, write out a page or two. Make it a story. Make it fun to read. Let it get you excited as you write it. I don't care if you're a writer. I don't care if you hate writing. Then tell it. Tell the story. Dictate it, right? Record it. Record your vision. Do whatever, okay? Next thing is, is tell the world about it. Maybe not the world. Tell the people who matter about it. Tell the people who are involved about it. Let your organization know. Let your company know that, hey, we're getting ready to make these changes. We're super stoked. This is what's coming. This is how we're going to do this. We don't know yet. We don't know ever how it's all going to work out, but this is where we want to go because if they can see your future vision, if they know where you want to go, they can get on board. And when they're on board, then guess what? They're happier. And then guess what? They're going to do more. And then guess what? They're going to give you more. And then guess what? They're going to change more. And then guess what? The culture is going to change on its own because you're showing them where you want to go and where you want them to go. The next step after accountability, it and uh, we wrote the story. We told the world about it. The next step is, what is it? You don't remember? Oh, we just talked about this. Come on, guys. What is it? Okay, so let's start over. So the first one is do's and don'ts, wants and don't wants. The next one is write the vision. The next one is public accountability. The next one is write your future or write your future vision. The next one is public accountability. The next one is small steps, right? Small actual steps. And the last one is be the rudder. Be the person who makes a difference. Adopt that culture now. Make it part of who you are. Because if you make it a part of who you are, you will become a natural magnet. People are drawn to two people. So this comes from Tony Robbins, okay? Just spent like a week at Tony Robbins. I'm totally saturated with Tony Robbins right now, but um, saturated with his with knowledge, and he's phenomenal. If you've never listened to Tony Robbins, listen to Tony Robbins. Of course, don't stop listening to my podcast, but definitely listen to Tony Robbins. That dude is wicked smart and super sharp. Um, definitely a, a great person to aspire to be like in some aspects of his life. Anyways, what he says is he says there's two things that draw people to you. People are drawn to you for two reasons. One, because they want to be like you. Two, because they like who you are. People are drawn to you because they like who you are, number one, or number two, they want to be like you. That's why people are drawn to you. Be the magnet that everybody else wants to be. 
Be the person that everybody else wants to be. Don't be the person nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to be a sad sack. Nobody wants to see that crap. Everybody wants to be around somebody who's excited, somebody who's happy, somebody who's thrilled, somebody who's who's always eager, who's always looking for the next thing, who's ready to run. Nobody wants to be around Mopey Joe who never smiles. Matter of fact, if you're Mopey Joe for too long, you're going to be looking for a new job, or you're going to be looking for a new wife, or husband, or girlfriend, or boyfriend. Or, man, your dog might even run off on you if you're Mopey Joe for that long. So, anyways, that's it, guys. Just want to touch base on that. If you if you like the content, please subscribe, share it, take a selfie, take a screenshot of this, and be like, dude, this one was awesome, and share it and, and tag me. Tag me in it. Make sure you tag me because I want to give you some love back, right? So tag me. Let's share the love. I would love to mention you in a comment as well and be like, dude, Adam from Studs Lumber tagged me in this. This guy is wicked cool, right? So anyways, that's what, that's what I'm asking for you guys. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you later. Bye.